ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. All right, good afternoon and welcome to Sports Info UM. I'm Daryl Oliver, former University of Miami Hurricane, member of the 1983 National Champions that beat Nebraska at the Orange Bowl in Miami, Florida. This is my man beside me. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sam Sword, a member of the 1997 Michigan Wolverines National Championship team that beat Washington State in the Rose Bowl. You know, a tough game that we played, uh, end up splitting the National Championship with Nebraska. Uh, just excited. There's a lot of great sports news out there today. We're going to hop right into the show and uh, talk about the 100 meters from the Olympics last night and the amazing job that Hussein Bolt put on. Wow, what an amazing job. I mean, man, it's, you know, a lot of people were uh, questioning whether he would be ready for this event. You know, his training partner, he beat him already once in the 200 and in the 100. A lot of people were concerned about wh- whether or not he would be ready. But um, he, he, he convinced all of us that he was ready. Uh, he almost broke his world record. Um, th- I don't think there was any competition. And, and being a sprinter myself and watching – uh, sprinting on television and watching track and field a great deal of my life. Man, trust me, it was unbelievable to see this man go from one gear to another gear to another gear. And finally, when he hit his last gear, he looked around. There was no one there. And so he just coasted. I think he actually had another gear to hit if he needed it. Hey, you know, if if he finally, once he put everything together, you know, I, I really feel that he's going to break that 9.58 world record that he set. You know, like you mentioned, he looked around. He's not exploding through the finish line. Those are things that that's only going to allow him to lower his time. But, you know, I have to congratulate the other runners that participated in the race. You're talking about Johan Blake, his training partner, who beat him in the Olympic trials. And and I think that Boat used that as his motivation to train harder when everyone is doubting you, saying that you can't get something done. And, you know, you're talking about the Olympic champion. This guy was defending his title, and there were questions of will he win? Will he make it through? And, you know, he went on, and when the lights came on, he performed. He put on a show like none other. And, you know, he's the first guy besides Carl Lewis to um to repeat in the 100 meters. And now he's going for the double in the 200 meters that starts tomorrow. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I think we have to um, we have to take our hats off to the only American to get a medal in this event, which has pretty much been kind of like dominated by Americans for a long time. But Justin Gatlin, um, he came up with a bronze medal. And I think we have to applaud him for that, man. He's come a long way from being suspended out of track and field some years ago to coming back and um, winning a bronze medal. A lot of people thought he was done when he was suspended from track and field. And, you know, I, I, it's, there is no crying in sports, but, you know, what do you feel about Tyson Gay, man? This guy cries unconsolably after he comes up in fourth place with a time of 9.80, I think. And this would have won medals in the last two Olympics, I think. Hey, uh, you know, when, when you train for something and you put all of the effort that these athletes put into training for the Olympics for this one moment, you know, there there is some disappointment. So, you know, to me, there's nothing wrong with him 
letting his emotions out. As as an athlete, you want to compete. He was there to win. And, you know, he came up short. And, you know, sometimes you voice your opinions. And, and for him, he was letting it out. I'm sure he was frustrated. He is a world-class athlete. There was nothing to be ashamed of. When you're talking about when Boat, Blake, Powell, and Gay, those Four guys alone have the fastest the fastest 19 times recorded that's legally in the 100 meters. So he has nothing to be ashamed of. But, you know, hey, a lot of hard work. Uh, you are disappointed sometimes when you put all your effort into to that one moment. You know, the Olympics come around every four years. It don't happen every day. I'm sure he's going to look back on this in a few years and say, wow, I, I think I could have held my emotions in a little bit better than that. Hey, man, sometimes you got to let it out. If you pour everything that you have into something, you know, we're taught to work hard, to train hard. And, and you know, that was his moment. And he ran a great race, but it's just three guys ran an even better race. And, hey, Hussein Bolt is the man. He still holds the thr- throne. Uh, he's going to be that man for a while, at least for another four years. Hey, but uh, in the women's, man, we have another Jamaican. So the Jamaicans get first and second in the men's 100-meter, and then they take first and third in the women's 100-meter. And this girl, um, uh, her name is Shelly Ann Fraser-Price of Jamaica. Uh, she won the, won the Olympics in, uh, in the last Olympics. Um, she's the first woman to do this twice back-to-back, just like um, Hussein Bolt. First one to do this is Gail Devers, who's probably one of my favorite sprinters of all time. Wow, that Gail Devers was a heck of a runner, and she was a hurdler and a 100-meter runner. Wow, what a what a competitor, Gail Devers. But, hey, this lady, man, you know, you got to take your hats off to her. She's another person that was suspended by the Olympic Committee because of a dental procedure that she had. She had braces in the last Olympics. She had the braces removed. She had a dental procedure. The Olympic tested her. She failed the test, got suspended for six months for doping. I think, um, you know, you got to really wonder how far does Olympic go. But at the same time, I don't think there's no distance they could go to make sure that everybody's playing on the same level you want, field. You want everybody competing on the same playing field. So, you, you know, it's up to you as an athlete to go out and to make sure if you're taking drugs or if you're taking prescription medication that everything falls within the guidelines that's been set out for you. You know, I know in the NFL they give you a list of supplements that are banned. And, you know, sometime. Sometimes a, a company will say that, hey, there's nothing in this supplement, and guys will end up taking that supplement, and they end up getting a four-game suspension. So as an athlete, you have to take responsibility. But the thing that I like, she took her suspension. She came back. She performed when it was time to perform. Congratulations, you know, on winning another gold medal. Yes, and, you know, we did have a, an American come in second and bring home the silver medal, Kamalita Jeter, and um, she ran a, a great race, man, and, and I really applaud her. But this young lady who's only five foot three inches tall won her second gold medal in a row in the Olympics. And, uh, man, I think it speaks volumes for people that are that are kind of challenged height-wise. Height she was not close to being the biggest or the tallest runner there. Well, when we look at Hussein Bolt, he is by far the tallest athlete on the, on the, on, in, the, in the race. So you kind of expect him to have a, a longer stride. You expect him to be at the front where this lady is probably, she was the shortest athlete in the 100 meters in the women's race and came up big winning her second Olympics. 
hey, you know, she she can she can pick him up and put him down. But you know, when going back to Bo, you know, he's six five. He has long strides, but you know, there are some challenges when you're that big and you have to get in those starting blocks. So you know that that's not an advantage for him. It's an advantage once he gets started. But from the you know, hey, from the start in those blocks, you know, he's got to he's got to get in there. He's got to get in his stance. And when he take off, you know, a lot of the focus was on hey, Bolt needs to concentrate on his start. What Bolt did, and it makes all the sense in the world, why focus on the start when the best part of your race is to finish, the last 50 meters? So, hey, let's get out to a decent start, and once we get the 50 meters, let's do what we do and let's finish races. And, you know, just think about how intimidating it is. A guy 6'5 that plays to the crowd, when he gets in the starting blocks, I mean, there has to be some intimidation when you're lining up like, oh, is he going to run his best race? Because you know that your best is not as good as his his best. <laughs> you know, he does remind us, remind me a lot of Carl Lewis. You know, Carl Lewis was a very big runner, very tall guy, and he was also a very good long jumper, won gold in a long jump as well. But he never got out of the blocks with a burst of energy and Bolt gets out of the box clean but he never gets out of the block with a burst of energy and he out, he's always kind of seems like he's in, in last place when he gets out of the block maybe not last but he's not at the top of the pack when he comes out of the blocks however and I, matter of fact I read this word at 50 meters he had the slowest time of all the runners however he won the race by 3 meters it's not how you start it's how you finish and again he said the best part of his race is the finish. So why focus on the start? It's not how you. It's not how you start. It's all about how you finish. Yeah. Hey, well, Sam, we have a call. Let's get let's get this call right now, Roland. What's going on? Who do we have? It's off Daytona Dan. Daytona Dan, what's going uh, howdy on? Howdy doody, you know. How you, how you doing, howdy doody? Yeah. Um, now you got to get the weekends off. <laughs> and we yeah. like it. It's and football when- season, Dan. Yeah, one one thing that really surprised me in, in the Olympics, and I really haven't been watching it much much of this year, is we didn't have any boxers qualify. I think the first time we had nine boxers, none of them qualified to go for any of the medals. Well, you you know, uh, if you look at the state of boxing now. Uh, Besides uh, Floyd Mayweather, uh-huh. I'm not talking Olympic boxing, but if, if you just look at boxing in general, Americans, we haven't been putting out great boxers in the past. I mean, like, besides uh-huh. Floyd Mayweather, w- w- that's our last great hope, you know. There, there's a lot of foreign guys that are uh, that are doing a great job of competing. And, uh, you know, so we got to get some of these kids in the, in the gym at a young age and start training them, and uh, you yeah. know that's how you develop a program. Because you don't hear much about the Golden Gloves or anything anymore, you know. And I thought they still have them, but apparently they're they're not good enough to compete against the world. Yes, and AAU boxing is not a big deal like it used to be in the in the 80s and 70s. Mm-hmm. However, you do find some police athletic leagues now participating in boxing so hopefully we will see a rejuvenation of boxing in in in, uh, in american sports you know i saw Vander holyfield in the stands today he was a great olympic olympic boxer uh, mike tyson never was an olympic boxer but sugar ray leonard was another great olympic boxer so you know i i really i really would hope that uh like sam said american kids could get off the sofa get off the video games and start taking up some of these sports that really meant a lot to 
me and my dad when I was growing up. And uh, hopefully they'll become a big deal for us in the near future. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. like I say, I, I was really surprised. You would think at least one person. But uh, it must be uh, way down, you know, probably competition. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just thought I did get my two hey. cents worth it. Thanks a lot, Dan. Hey, we're going to be taking a quick commercial break in a couple minutes. And, hey, we'll see you back on the other side of Sports Info. UM on Voice of America. The Crab Stop. Garlic crabs, steamed crabs, the best crabs in town. The Crab Stop. Garlic crabs, steamed crabs, the best garlic crabs in town. 933 West International Speedway, Daytona Beach, Florida. Daily lunch and drink specials. Steamed blue crabs, fried blue crabs, gator bites, all kinds of soup, lobster bisque, clam chowder, tilapia fried, fried whiting, table combos daily. Don't forget to come to the Crab Stop. 933 West International Speedway Boulevard, Daytona Beach, Florida, 386-253-4616. Sports Info loves the Crab Stop. Livingston, Warrington and Sword, PA, a full-service law firm located at 20 Airport Road, Suite A, Palm Coast, Florida, serving Volusia, St. John's, Flagler, and Putnam Counties. Practicing in the areas of bankruptcy, divorce, and child support, injunctions, criminal defense, foreclosure defense, real estate, probate, and general business litigation. Need help? Call Livingston, Wilton and Sword, PA, at 386-437-5833. The number again is 386-437-5833. For an appointment, and mention this ad, and your consultation is on the house. Livingston, Wilmington, and Sword, PA, Attorneys at Law, the obvious choice. Has your insurance been canceled or non-renewed? Have your premiums increased dramatically? Are you looking for a new agent? Why don't you call Accord Insurance located in Palm Coast, Florida today? Accord Insurance offers home, flood, auto, business, life, and health insurance at affordable rates from A-rated carriers. Talk to an Accord Insurance agent today, 386-447-8950 or www.accordinsurancepalmcoast.com. Accord Insurance, Volusia and Flagler County's premier insurance agency, providing you with quality insurance you can afford. In the market for photos, call Swords Photography at... 904-885-3541 or email us at swordsphotography at yahoo.com. We are here to serve all your needs from little league to big league and everything in between. Mention sports info and receive a 10% discount. We can be reached by phone again at 904-885-3541 or by email at swordsphotography at yahoo.com. Swords Photography, here to serve your needs from Little League to Big League and everything in between. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 386-523-1380. That's 386-523-1380. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Info. Hey, you can always reach us at sportsinfoum.com. 
And you can always reach us on Facebook, Sports Info, UM, on Facebook. I'd like to welcome all our listeners back to Sports Info UM on Voice of America. And, again, all of our local listeners, we can be reached at 386-523-1380. You know, just just speaking about the Olympics, you know, uh, Sonia Richardson-Ross, you know, her her husband has two Super Bowl rings in the trophy case. In the 08 Olympics, she she came up with bronze. You know, she started off in the 400 meters, was running a great race, but kind of faded at the end. And, you know, it bothered her for four years. And just she, she trained hard. She dedicated herself. And, you know, yesterday when when the lights came on, her shot at redemption, she brought it home for the U.S. She brought home the gold. So, you know, what do you think about her performance? And, uh, you know, you, we know she have a great support system. She's married to an NFL player. Uh, how competitive do you think it is in that household? I think it's unbelievably competitive. But, I, you know, I think she just actually lifted a, bit, a big weight off American sprinters. Uh, she was the first person to win gold at at the Olympics from the track and field event. So I think that's that's a huge accomplishment by itself. And and to know that, you know, you I watched this young lady coming out of high school participate in the world championship games. And I mean she's just been a super competitive since she came out of high school, went to Texas, gone to second this is her second Olympics. Um, you know, her husband Aaron Ross is probably not as not nearly as famous as she is around the world. Because trust me when I tell you, Sonya Richardson Ross is a world-renowned athlete, and everybody in the world that follows track and field know her. It's not a lot of people in the world follow American football, so she's probably more famous than her husband in their household. Uh, I'm telling you, it was I, I was just so excited, you know, just hearing her story and and everything she's been through, and and for her. To, to finish the race, you know, and uh, to run in the stands, and her husband is there, you know. And uh, I have to tip my hat to the Jaguars for allowing him to take the first part of training camp off so he can go there and be supportive of his wife. And, uh, you know, it was a great race by her. And then less than 24 hours later, today, she had the fastest 200-meter qualifying time. So you're talking about somebody that's focused. She's not only trying to bring home the 400, which she already did. She's trying to also bring home the 200-meter goal. She's a heck of a sprinter. Hey, but um, let's don't tip our hats to the Jaguars yet because when they're on four, somebody's going to be probably saying, Aaron Ross should have been in camp. Look at him. He's gotten beat three times already in this game. So, hey, let's, let's hold on to our hats before we start tipping them for Aaron Ross and the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I will I will applaud Sonya Richardson-Ross because she has brought home gold to America. She has brought us some she, – she brought some, some – some celebrityism to, if that's such a word, to the American sprinters. You know, right now we're not looking so good in track and field, and uh, I think she just put a glow on on the track and field. And, and you know, as an athlete, you know, uh, as a football player, sometimes we just have to go to the track and run that 400 meters. That's not an easy race. You know, that, that's a that's a smart race. You know, yeah. you, you can't take off too fast, or you can't exert too much energy, or you, you're gonna you're gonna fade like she did four years ago. So you know, she she learned from her mistakes, and and she. Can't Came back and now she's a champion. That's something that no one can ever take from her. You know, okay. uh, once you win that gold medal, that's something that can never be yeah. taken from you. 
So, uh, you know, just congratulations to her. But, you know, just watching the Olympics, you know, um, it, it, it just gives you, you chills. You know, it, it brings the, the country together. Everybody's watching. Everybody's glued to the TV. And, uh, you know, uh, me being a big male, uh, Surprisingly, people wouldn't think how glued I was to the gymnastics portion of the Olympics, you know, and uh, Gabby Douglas and yeah. just how she has yeah. became a worldwide superstar. So what do, you, what do you think about what do you think about Gabby? Yeah. You know, Sam, I don't I don't mean to go get ahead of myself, but I just want to make one more comment about track and field before we go. We had not one American man qualify for the four hundred meters in track and field. And this is just almost unbelievable to know the dominance that Americans have had in this in that particular race and not one qualify in in this year's Olympics is in in the finals. It's just it's almost heartbreaking. That used to and, be uh, race that, with, uh, Michael Johnson yeah. in the gold shoes. I'm trying to tell you, Jeremy Lin, all those guys. But but it, you know, it's 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 disheartening and it's disappointing. But um, Gabby Douglas, man, she brings a, a, all of that that the 400 men didn't do. She brings that to the light and to the forefront that all that she has done for America, for American youth, for minority youth, and for for herself, man. I mean, and you hear her story, how she moved, how her family had to stay away stay back and she moved so man I, my heart goes out to her my, my my hat i tip my hat to her and i'm so proud of her and her accomplishments man man uh you know just just hearing her story a 14 year old kid going to her mother and saying mom i want to move to iowa so i can train with liang chow you know uh so i can get to that next level you know as a parent that has to be tough and uh, if it wasn't for her two sisters, that move wouldn't have been possible. You know, they talked her mom into allowing her to go. And, and just seeing the story of her mentioning that she has two moms, she has two families, you know. And uh, sometimes they say it takes a village to raise a child. And, you know, this is this is a decision that was made in the best interest of the child. You know, the mother gained, didn't gain anything for allowing her daughter to travel to the Midwest, to Iowa, to stay with the family that, that she didn't know. And, um, you know, it just – but you got to think about the athlete, a 14-year-old girl that says, I want to be a champion. And if, in, in order for me to become a champion, I'm going to have to move away from my family. I'm going to be separated from them for two years and to get the training that I need. So, you know, that, that tells a lot about her. And then just the smile that she has. It just it lights up America. It lights up the world. And, you know, she's now poised to become the biggest gymnastics star since Mary Lou Redden and you're talking about when you when you say Mary Lou that's a big deal and now she's that's been j- just being mentioned in that same breath and you know she's the first African American female to ever win gold so you know think about all of the, the little African American girls out there who now say I want to be like Gabby Douglas so now we need to do something to, to get gymnastics rolling in some of these lower income Areas, so you know it, it's a big deal, and and not only her, you know you got a uh, Cullen Cullen Jones, the swimmer, you you have the the gymnast. I mean, like these are 
sports that traditionally African Americans don't participate in. So now that we have the awareness there, that's something that we definitely need to take advantage of and try to expose our kids to. Well, when you look at a lot of the athletes now, you see them doing a lot of tumbling and you see a lot of these football players doing a lot of flips all the way across the field. So we see that um, gymnastics has has sprinkled into our society a little bit and it's not going to surprise me to see this see gymnastics catapult over some of these other sports like basketball or maybe even uh, football for some uh, some of these athletes. So uh, I think Gabby has done something here, man. She's maybe taking um taking um, gymnastics to another level. It's not going to surprise me one bit. She she has and and you know um it, it was just awesome to see her win the, um, the individual portion, but just just also her teammates, her and her teammates, that they won the team gold also. So you know she was a part of two gold medals, uh, one as an individual and one as a team, and you know it, it was just exciting. And, and you know um, when, when we're talking about gymnastics now, we if we go to the men's side, you got John Orozco from the Bronx, a 19-year-old that uh, he had all of these wonderful, wonderful um, plans of helping to get his family out of the Bronx. And, you know, uh, he he said that the pressure got to him, you know, as a 19-year-old, like just everybody, the crowd and and the excitement, it being the Olympics, you know, sometimes, you know, they say pressure busts pipes. And sometimes as an athlete, you either perform in the pressure situations or sometimes you let it get the best of you. But I I do like the fact that he picked himself up off the canvas. He finished. And, uh, you know, I still think think he has a bright future and uh it, it's still again another one of those teachable moments where we can take our young african american male athletes and say hey you don't have to be a football player you don't have to be a basketball or baseball player you can be a gymnast if, if that's something that you choose to do yeah and you know and and i agree and, and i guess it's, it's exposure for all athletes because you know um, gabby should be should be a light for uh, a shining light for a lot of athletes and uh, not just minorities and blacks but uh spanish whites all of us can take a can take a um, so take some take some notes from her life and put them in our lives and, and move on and be make all of us a lot better. So uh, I applaud her. But hey, man, I really really applaud the women's Olympic basketball team. Now you're talking about dominance. Now there 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 is not an Olympic team that has been more dominant than the women's basketball team, and uh, and they are expected to get another goal. And for a long time before there was a WNBA, all of the American women went all over the world to and play. play. Professional basketball, and, and even though there is a WNBA, they, they still, still go all over, over the world, world because they pay more money exactly in other countries. Hey, you know anything other than a gold is unacceptable when when you're talking about the women's and men's basketball team. And you know, hey, speaking of the men's basketball team, a 156 to 73 victory over Nigeria, where they just shot the lights out the basketball. It seemed like anything they threw up would go in. And, and you're talking about being hot. Carmelo Anthony, 37 points, a U.S. Olympic team record, 10 of 12 three-pointers. Hey, shot lights out. And then they come back a couple of days later, and you're talking about a nail-biter, a 99-94 victory over Lithuania. So, you know, uh, one, on one hand, you experience an 83-point victory, the largest victory in U.S. men's Olympic history. Yeah. Well, I think when the Nigerian team wanted autographs from us, hey, I had to let you know right there. Hey, you will be right back with more sports info. You will.
What? $120 an hour just to work on my car? How about $49 for a labor hour? State-certified auto mechanics, state-of-the-art equipment, 50 years of combined experience. David Moore Auto Service, located just south of Herbert Street in Port Orange, 3664 Jackson Street in Port Orange, 290-4866, 290-4866. Give them a call, $49 for labor hours. David Moore Auto Service. Let me tell you about one of my favorite people. Jimmy's Mobile Mechanic Service. 386-576-3442. Emergency roadside assistant, automobile and diesel repair. From brakes to oil change and radiators and starters. No job too big or too small. Jimmy can do it all. 386-576-3442. Low rates. Jimmy will come to you. Jimmy's Mobile Mechanic, 386-576-3442. The Crab Stop. Garlic crabs, steamed crabs, the best crabs in town. The Crab Stop. Garlic crabs, steamed crabs, the best garlic crabs in town. 933 West International Speedway, Daytona Beach, Florida. Daily lunch and drink specials, steamed blue crabs, fried blue crabs, gator bites, all kinds of soup, lobster bisque, clam chowder, tilapia fried, fried whiting, table combos daily. Don't forget to come to the Crab Stop, 933 West International Speedway Boulevard, Daytona Beach, Florida, 386-253-4616. Sports Info loves the Crab Stop. Livingston, Warrington & Sword, PA, a full-service law firm located at 20 Airport Road, Suite A, Palm Coast, Florida, serving Volusia, St. John's, Flagler, and Putnam Counties, practicing in the areas of bankruptcy, divorce, and child support, injunctions, criminal defense, foreclosure defense, real estate, probate, and general business litigation. Need help? Call Livingston, Warrington & Sword, PA, at 386-437-5833. The number again is 386-437-5833. For an appointment and mention this ad and your consultation is on the house. Livingston, Wilmington & Sword, PA, Attorneys at Law, the obvious choice. Tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 386-523-1380. That's 386-523-1380. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And with the 2012 Summer Olympics, this is your official update. As of now, China is leading in the overall medal count. At 64, the gold count is 31 for China in second place. The United States with 63 total medals, one behind China, with 29 gold in third place. The host, Great Britain, 18 gold, 40 overall. It looks like a race, Daryl and Sam, between the United States and China. Well, Roland China has a whole lot more people, so the chances are they're probably gonna probably gonna have more medals than us. Well, what can I say? There's no other place I would rather be than the great United States of America. Somehow, some way, we're gonna find a way to get the job done. USA. I, I, I'm pulling for the USA. 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 I'm pulling for the USA. Hey, hey, man, I got one question, Sam. The Blade Runner. All right. 
Oscar Petorius, all right? This young man was was born with some handicaps. He ended up getting um, artificial legs. His legs have been called cheetahs. Um, some say these legs make him run faster. Some say they don't give him an advantage. However, my personal opinion is there's no way in the world he could run a, a 44-400 without those legs. And I don't think he should have been able to participate in the Olympics because the Olympic Committee is probably the most critical, and they make sure that there is no way you can cheat. So I don't think they, they wouldn't let some athletes wear spring-loaded tennis shoes or spring-loaded track shoes, so I don't understand how in the world they could let him run with these spring-loaded prosthetic legs. You know, you know, um, my take on that is uh, born with no legs. Uh, he, he has the the what, what did you call his legs prosthetic. His, his prosthetic legs or whatever that he that he's using to run you know there's a, there's a lot of people who have prosthetics and they make a decision that they're not going to make the sacrifice and and work hard in order to walk again or to run again or be able to jog you know you're talking about a an individual that's an inspiration to everyone who has um who has missing limbs, you know, someone, because there's a lot of hard work involved in you. You don't just wake up and, and not have your legs and, and put on your prosthetics and start running, you know. There's a lot of hard work involved in him getting to this point where not only he's running, but he's running at a world-class speed. Now, is there an advantage for him? Scientifically, I, I can't prove that. I don't know, but I, I'm just inspired by the hard work and everything that he's done. And to me, he's an inspiration to a lot of people who's lost limbs. Oscar, um, he did make it to the um, quarterfinals. However, he was um, eliminated in the semifinals. Yeah. But, um, you know, when we talk about the Summer Olympics, we can't help but talk about Michael Phelps and all that he's done. 22 medals. 22, you know, uh, coming into the games, you know, uh, Ryan Lochte, uh, he, he was being hyped. Uh, you know, he's from the Florida area right down the road from us. He was being hyped as the guy who was going to dethrone Phelps. And, you know, he got off to a great start, and uh, he won gold in the, in the 400. And, uh, you know, Phelps finished in fourth place. And a lot of people, that just really started the media saying, oh, is it Ryan's time? And, uh, you know, Phelps, the competitor, the athlete he is, he just he bounced back. He shook it off, and he ended up finishing with a, a record, an Olympic record, 22 total medals. And, uh, you know, in 2012, he finished with six medals, which isn't shabby, uh, four golds and two silvers. So, you know, uh, and to finish as the most decorated Olympian of all time, you know, you're talking about 18 goals out of the 22, 11 individual goals, and uh, two silvers and two bronzes. So you're, you're talking about how do you compare anybody to Phelps? You know, man, I was around when, when Mark Spitz won all of the gold medals that he won. I, I saw him participate in all of the Olympics that he participated in. And I guess I was maybe like eight or nine years old. It wasn't a big deal that a swimmer won all of these medals. And I look at it now, it's like, it's not a big deal that a swimmer wins all these medals. I know he's won a lot of medals, and I'm probably going to catch some flack for this, but to me, it, it's just really... It, it, 
I guess I, it's not a spotlighted sport in America. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't down his commitment. I don't down the uh, intensity and the, uh, in his workouts. I don't down the commitment that his family has put into this. But it's swimming. It's just it, it, I, I just don't see this as as, uh, as it's not like it's track and field to me. And and that may be a, a harsh critic because I am a track and field kind of guy. Carl Lewis's Olympic gold medals to me were more impressive than uh, Michael Phelps. And, you know, there, there's a lot of talk of, uh, you know, is he the greatest of all time? You know, uh, you mentioned Carl Lewis. Jay. Uh, people talk about Jesse Owens. He only competed in one Olympics, but he won four gold medals. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously swimming is one of those sports that allows you that you can compete in multiple events and, uh, you know, nine and ten events. And uh, you can be very successful in it. But at the end of the day, Many men and women have came before him, and no one has come close to doing the job that uh, that he's done. You know, at the end of the day, 22, 22 medals is is just an awesome total. You have to go out and compete. And if you watch the swimming, you know there's there's races where you're swimming, and then 20 minutes later you're in the pool again, competing against the best swimmers in the world. So you're talking about having to go from either a mental high or a low, and just regrouping quick you know that that's not easy to do as a world-class athlete especially when you're competing against the best in the world and and you know that's the great thing about all of these sports there's a lot of debate because you know what there's gonna there's gonna be someone that's gonna come along come along another 15 20 years from now and they might break that record or they're gonna do what Bolt has done or carl lewis has done and then we're going to anoint someone else. Exactly. That's how it goes. That, that's that's how it goes. So just give us some time. And I don't know. Are we going to are we going to applaud this next athlete like we did uh, Michael Phelps when he comes up with 23 or 24 gold me- 24 medals, maybe even 24 gold medals in swimming. You know, and and, and and swimming is probably one of the few sports that you can participate in four, five, six events. You know, I, I saw the other day where uh, um, Hussein Bolt may run in the 4x400-meter 4 relay, the 4x100-meter relay, the 200, and the 100. So he could participate in like in like four four events and may come up with four gold medals. He might. And, um, but, you know, I'm going back to Feltz. And uh, if I'm Feltz, I'm going to send a big thank you card to Ryan Lochte because I, I think really uh, – this is the only person in the world that really pushed him and he knew when he got into the pool that he had to bring his A game. And you know, uh, there Lockley's taking a lot of criticism. People are saying did the pressure get to him, you know. He started off well and uh he became sort of an afterthought after Michael Phelps uh got his 22 medals and and split with them in the head-to-head events that that they uh faced off in. But when you win five medals, two golds, two silvers and one bronze, when is that an afterthought? How could it ever be an afterthought? afterthought? When you you're talking about five medals, two golds, two silvers and a bronze. Uh, that's you know, quite an accomplishment. You you're not Michael Phelps, but you are truly a great champion. Without without question, and, and you know my my last thing on swimming, you know we we talked about Gabby, we talked about Phelps, we talked about Sandra Sandra Richardson Ross. You know there's also the new face of women swimming, 17 year old Missy Franklin, five medals, four golds and a bronze. You know the most medals 
of any nation for a female since 1996. And 15-year-old Katie Ledecky, who, who won um, the gold in the 800-meter uh, freestyle. So, you know, just congratulations to them and, and to all of our athletes that are um, over in London competing. Hey, and and seem like they're getting younger and younger competing in the Olympics. You know, where is it going to stop? What about the parents? You know, uh, you, you talk about all these Olympic athletes and just the commitment. Not not only the the commitment to get them there on time, to to get the best trainers for them so they can be successful. But what about the financial cost of or burden that this could play on the parents? Right, and the sacrifice that these parents make, man. I mean, there there are a lot of these parents with these athletes that are living on one salary because it takes one parent to take these kids from here to there to this appointment that appointment so you know you really have to commend these parents man and and what a wonderful job and a, and a, and a great sacrifice they've made for their children it's not a lot of parents making those kind of sacrifices for their children man. it's hard enough to get a parent to show up for practice in Ooh. a lot of these sports so you know just uh you know because sometimes the the parents they're they're in the background and not seen so just you know Keep up the good work. You know, you have to be supportive of your kids. You can't live through your kids, but you have to be supportive of them. And, uh, you know, just congratulations to all of the parents that are supporting their kids' wishes and dreams. Hey, man, before we give, leave this Olympic um, topic, who is the best Olympian, in your opinion, to turn pro in any sport? Now, my opinion is it, it has to be Bullet Bob Hayes. You know, Bob Hayes won Olympic gold. He went on to play for the Dallas Cowboys and had a brilliant career there. As a matter of fact, they have a track meet in Jacksonville, Florida, the Bob Hayes Invitational, that's named after him. In your opinion, who is your best Olympian to ever turn pro? You know, I'm a Holyfield fan. You know, uh, I'm gonna go boxing. You know, Howdy Doody, uh, Daytona Dan called in, and uh, <laughs> he mentioned that uh, how boxing is down. And, and you know, Holyfield was a great champion. Uh, he was a great Olympian. He was a bronze medalist, and uh, you know, he had a great boxing career. I wish he would have left a little earlier, but he was a guy that was hard to to not root for. You know, he he just always came across as a guy who did things the right way. So I'm gonna go with a Vander Holyfield. Well, I tell you what, I read the Newt Rockney story. Think about how far back that was. Yeah, that's the Early true. Olympiad. That's true. And wasn't Hollyfield uh, disqualified from the Olympics? Uh, he won a bronze medal. I don't know if, if you could be disqualified and win a bronze. I know. Sure. I know. There's something yeah. about and that And it was story. in Atlanta, too. You got it. Yeah, the Atlanta Olympics. Hey, you listen to Sports Info. We'll be right back with a lot more sports on your plate. Peace. In the market for photos, call Swords Photography at 904-885-3541 or email us at swordsphotography at yahoo.com. We are here to serve all your needs from Little League to Big League and everything in between. Mention Sports Info and receive a 10% discount. We can be reached by phone again at 904-885-3541 or by email at swordsphotography at yahoo.com. Swords Photography, here to serve your needs from Little League to Big League and everything in between. Has your insurance been canceled or non-renewed? Have your premiums increased dramatically? Are you looking for a new agent? Why don't you call Accord Insurance located in Palm Coast, Florida today? 
Accord Insurance offers home, flood, auto, business, life, and health insurance at affordable rates from A-rated carriers. Talk to an Accord Insurance agent today, 386-447-8950 or www.accordinsurancepalmcoast.com. Accord Insurance, Volusia and Flagler County's premier insurance agency, providing you with quality insurance you can afford. The Crab Stop, garlic crabs, steamed crabs, the best crabs in town. The Crab Stop, garlic crabs, steamed crabs, the best garlic crabs in town. 933 West International Speedway, Daytona Beach, Florida. Daily lunch and drink specials, steamed blue crabs, fried blue crabs, gator bites, all kinds of soup, lobster bisque, clam chowder, tilapia fried, fried whiting, table combos daily. Don't forget to come to the Crab Stop, 933 West International Speedway Boulevard, Daytona Beach, Florida, 386-253-4616. Sports Info loves the Crab Stop. Let me tell you about one of my favorite people, Jimmy's Mobile Mechanic Service, 386-576-3442, emergency roadside assistant, automobile and diesel repair. From brakes to oil chains and radiators and starters, no job too big or too small, Jimmy can do it all, 386-576-3442. Low rates. Jimmy will come to you. Jimmy's Mobile Mechanic, 386-576-3442. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 386-523-1380. That's 386-523-1380. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Info. Sam, yesterday we had the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. And uh, the New Orleans Saints beat up on the Cardinals. And, man, I just want to make one comment before we go any further. I think Kevin Cobb appears to be another one of those guys, another one of those quarterbacks who've gotten over on the league by having a good season in Philadelphia. Next thing you know, he signs a big free agent contract with the Cardinals, and they realize that, hey, it probably wasn't him. It was a system in Philadelphia. Or you mean the backup quarterback that comes in in relief duty? Yeah. And and performs well. Performs very well. In spot duty. In spot duty. And then when you're called upon to lead, you don't know how to lead. You duck in a hole. I'm not mad at him, though. I'm not mad at him. Because the NFL takes advantage of a lot of guys. Yes, they do. And for him to get one over on him, congratulations, Kevin Cobb. I think he's gotten over on him. But you know, also. Saturday, the Hall of Fame inductions, we'd like to welcome Jack Butler of the Steelers, Curtis Martin of the New York Jets and New England Patriots, uh, Cortez Kennedy of the Seattle Seahawks. And the U. DeMonte Dawson of the Steelers, uh, Chris Dolman of the Vikings, and, and uh, Willie Rove to the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, it, it was a great class, in my opinion. The only thing missing is, uh, you know, when I watched Curtis Martin's speech, and uh, he was introduced by Bill Parcells, you know, I'm thinking to myself, we have a great group of guys that are being inducted into the Hall of Fame. But how in the world is Bill Parcells not in the NFL Hall of Fame? 
Well, I think that's just a matter of time. And, and coaches sometimes take a little longer than players. A, a, a matter of time. I think Curtis Martin summed it up when he said, you know, I don't think any of these guys will feel disrespected, but uh, Bill Parcells deserved to be in the Hall of Fame more so than any of us. I, I don't doubt that, but sometimes it takes a little longer. People are a little more reluctant to put coaches into the Hall of Fame, especially when they're living than they are that to put um, players in the Hall of Fame. They, they're quick, quicker to put a player in the Hall of Fame than a coach. To me, it's about the accomplishments. It, it's not a matter of if you're living or if you're dead. You know, th- this is a man who he, he's won at every level. He's won uh, whatever hat he had to wear. He, he was successful at it. I mean, when you can go to the Jets, when uh, they want the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 and you can turn them around. When you go to New England, you turn them around. You go down to Dallas and you you get total control from Jimmy from from Jerry Jones. I mean that's saying something because Jerry's not letting anyone touch that franchise or do anything. But he gave the keys to Parcells, so that that just goes to show he went down to Miami. He got them on solid footing before he left. I mean this is a guy he. he he knows how to to go in. He know what what groceries to buy for whatever he's trying to bake, and uh, he's been successful everywhere. So you know, to me, a hall they got to do what they got to do, and they got to get this man in the Hall of Fame like soon, you like know, next um, year. It, it wouldn't. It would have made this this class a lot better if Parcell had been in it, because there are some whispers that this is the weakest Hall of Fame class that they've they've seen in a very very long time. So uh, you know, Bill Parcell would have made this made this group of guys look a lot better than they do. And you know, I, Curtis Martin, yeah, Cortez Kennedy, mm, I love that guy because he's a University of Miami grad. Willie Rope, definitely, definitely. Uh, uh, Chris Dolman. I'm sorry. I just don't. You know, I played against Chris Dolman at, when he played at University of Pittsburgh. I'm still wondering why this guy's in the Hall of Fame. What did he do? Uh, he only had a uh, close to 100 sacks. You okay, know. that don't happen every day. And how many times? Did, how many playoff games did he play in? Not very many. You know, and, and I'm not. And, and I don't want to go into this because if they voted him in the Hall of Fame, he deserves it. I'm, I'm by no means am I gonna hate on this man because they don't just the put anybody in the Hall of Fame. And that's I mean, true. I mean, you have guys that this was the weakest class we've seen in a long time though. to get into the Hall of Fame. So. And yeah, and Chris Dolman and Cortez, Cortez T- Kennedy they, waited a long time. They don't just allow anybody in the Hall of Fame. But you know, talking about the Hall of Fame, I, I, I got to go back to Curtis Martin. You know, uh, when when you see him on TV, uh, he he seems like he's a, a very quiet guy. But just listening to his speech, man, I'm, I'm I'm telling you, he brought tears to my eyes talking about all the um, adversity that he had to go through to get to where he's at. And uh, a guy who didn't really even like football. You know, most guys who play football and who are inducted into the Hall of Fame, they live it. They they eat and breathe football. And you're talking about a guy whose mom had to make him play and, and just some of the 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 terror and the horror stories that he and the things he had to go through to to get to where he's at man i'm telling you it's an amazing story if you get a chance to go on youtube and pull up his video of his speech i i tell you it's something that'll change your life hey you know to switch subject a little bit you know nfl bounty today the the today it was a word came out that the NFL is going to shorten Jonathan Vilma's suspension from the entire season to eight games. Then there was another word come out and say, well, the NFL didn't say anything like that. 
What it, now, I really think that the NFL is trying to, to do some damage control. Jonathan Vilma has been a good guy, man. This guy has had no problems when he was at the University of Miami, a role model, a, a great person. When he played for the New York Jets, he was a role model and a great person, did nothing wrong. Since he's been at New Orleans, been in New Orleans, he's been a role model, has done nothing wrong. He's, he's, I can't see where they can always they can try to pin all of this on Jonathan Vilma. If I'm Jonathan Vilma, I'm not taking a deal. If I didn't, Jonathan Vilma has said from the start, I did not have anything to do with the bounty gate. So if I'm Jonathan Vilma, I'm not taking any deal that the NFL gave me. I'm going to fight it to the end. Also, the uh, a part of that deal was he had to drop the defamation lawsuit against Roger Goodall. So you know, hey, let let's take it to court. Show me the evidence. What do you have that's going to prove that I was a part of this? You said that you have evidence. Show me. You mean, I mean, you have damaged this man's reputation. You've damaged his name that he's worked so hard to establish. And now you want him to settle to basically admit guilt? No, I wouldn't do that. And, and, and let's think now. This is in a New Orleans courtroom. This is not in a New York City courtroom. This is in a New Orleans, this is in a Louisiana courtroom. And I really think with the people that Jonathan Vilma know in Miami and the people that he knows in New York, I think he got a pretty good shot at this in a Louisiana courtroom. If this was Chicago or New York or even L.A., he may have a little problem. But Louisiana courtroom, Jonathan Vilma, New Orleans Saints behind him, he might have a good shot of winning this case. I think he got a good case anywhere on God's green earth because the NFL don't have the evidence that they say they had. So now, if, if they had the evidence, don't you think they would have came out with the evidence and just say, hey, this is what we have Jonathan Vilma doing. They haven't shown that yet. And, you know, also, real quick, the Cleveland Browns were sold for $1 billion. Hey, one Boomer, billion. Boomer Sison say the New York Jets should cut Tim Tebow now, cut their losses, and move on. Hey, you guys are listening to Sports Info UM on Voice of America. We will be back next week with lots of training camp uh, stories. Uh, we want to thank the Voice of America for allowing Sports Info UM to be a part of such a wonderful network. And uh, we're going to continue to be here. 386-523-1380 is where we can be reached at. You can reach us via email at uh, sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Catch us on Facebook. Catch us on Twitter. We're going. We're everywhere. We're taking over. Voice of America, World Talk. This is Daryl and Sam. Sportsinfoum.com. We out. Peace. Again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.